Live from Members Only Studios, welcome to Living in the 80s, the podcast where we talk about anything and everything having to do with the 1980s, the best that we remember. The best that we remember. The best that we remember. Yes. Which, you know, we talk a lot. And we talk about a lot of facts that sometimes may or may not be factual. Sometimes we, we remember more than we do others, you know? Yeah, there are times. Sometimes. There are times. So, everybody doing good? Doing great. How are you doing tonight? I'm doing okay. Our great. TV Themes uh, podcast was very well received, so thank you, gentlemen. That was huge. It went real, real well. That was yeah. amazing. Oh, it sure did. It sure Fantastic. Did. So, I got uh, Snowball, Matt, and Kevin back here again. Hey, so, hey. Gentlemen. Thank you for coming back. It's good seeing you to be here. It's good yeah. seeing you guys. Good so, seeing you did too. you ever get over your jet lag from your vacation? Still recovering. Still recovering. Arms are still tired. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Well, as we started last week, we are going to go to our segment we now call 80s Rewind. This is where, over the last week or so, we have uh, maybe... Heard a song, saw a TV show, been jogged somehow in our memories about something from the 80s. And we're going to start with Snowball here and uh, give, us, give us something. Okay, my 80s flashback, I was in a store the other day and they had a uh, some good old-fashioned candy cigarettes and go. some yeah. uh, wax lips. And <laughs> <laughs> you can't have enough wax lips. You never get enough of those. No. And they had the uh, little wax, they had the syrup, you pop it off, you drink the... The syrup, and then whatever reason you chewed on the wax. So, was it syrup? Was that the? I don't the, know what it I was. Mean, the contents of that wax bottle was it? Yeah, it was, it was like it was a like bottle, a, like a very sugary, syrupy something. Cool lady, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. it was like very, very concentrated. How long did you chew <laughs> the bottle? Did Did you? No, let me ask you. This. Did you just bite the the top of the bottle off like it was an actual bottle? Drink the fluid. Or just do the whole bottle in there and just chomp it up. Drink it, then chew. Okay. <laughs> you chew the entire bottle? Yeah, you yeah. know, on I mean, it for a couple big, minutes. You, you know. throw it out, you drink another one, you know, yeah. on it. I would do both. I would sometimes drink it and sometimes just put the whole thing in there and just start. That's when you it's just go cool. crazy. That's, you that's gotta, when it's yeah, getting crazy. You got to throw a whole bottle in there. Let me ask you, did they have the... Um, the the candy on a string like the necklace that you could oh yeah I didn't oh, see yeah. that but or did they have the long <laughs> piece of paper with the little dots on yeah, it that yeah. you would you would always peel it off and eat like half the paper love that yes like, how did those ever become a thing they were huge I have no idea I don't know that's probably why they just went away after a while yeah huge what candy bar from the eighties do you miss is is there like any kind of candy or marathon? That's not. That's what I was going to say. The marathon bar lasted a good long time. There was a zero at one time. A zero. Zeros are still, still out. Are a little harder to come by. Yeah, I teach a class at church, and uh, and we ask everybody like a crowd breaker question. Hey, what's your favorite candy bar? And everybody said. And the following week, the class came. I had that candy bar in everybody's place, mm. and, and a guy said zero. And in the next class, another guy said zero. 
Oh, good thing we, uh, we bought a six-pack. <laughs> yeah. Did anybody say the Reggie bar? <coughs> no, they didn't. Oh, but that is a very... Old Henry? Yeah, I love the marathons. Remember, remember the freshen up gum? Oh, yeah. The gum that goes squirt. Oh, I love those. You bite into oh, it. Oh, yeah. I love yeah. those. It's kind of yes. like, I, I think it's stuff from the wax bottles. Yeah. <laughs> I the freshen up. Right. There you go. It kind of tastes I, like that. The cinnamon had some heat. Oh, I love those. I, I like the spearmint better, the green. Oh one. man, that's not around anymore, is it? Freshen up. Um, I, want I some saw now. some. I want Where did some. I see it at? I saw some recently. Dude, I want some fresh. Is bubble yum still out there? That was good. I think bubble yum was probably the first of those that came out. Yeah, now, kind of followed some. after that. Here's one gator gum. Gator gum. Oh, that stuff that was, that was nasty. Oh, my What's my jaw just kind of tightened up when I just Gator, heard that. It was gum? yeah, yeah. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. That was that was something. It was sour. It was extremely yeah. sour. How uh, big was Big League Chew? That went from the eighties, wasn't oh, it? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 A little yeah. shredded up. A little baseball put in put in your back of your pocket there. Yeah, the grape was great. I love the grape. I got I got for Christmas like in a stocking stuffer. And I just for giggles, I thought it'd be funny to take the whole thing and chew it. Oh, that's a lot of gum. <laughs> that's a lot of gum. We, it was. It was. That sounds like maybe a men's retreat challenge. Yeah, I mean, it, it was doable. I did do it. all of that and then sing a song. Yeah, or you blow a bubble. If you and they have to sing the Dukes of Hazard theme Thank with you. a mouthful of Big, Big League Chew. Yeah, that's that would stuff. just be great. Yeah. So, so Matt, what about your your eighties eighties moment for me? Um, well, I guess the Big League would have fit there. <clears throat> um, mine was um, last Sunday. We were um, I'm still in a, a men's basketball league at church, and so um, I I go out there and I will play for you know a couple minutes and then set <laughs> myself out, uh, <clears throat> score a point, and then get out. That's my point. That's my plan. But uh, so so a couple of you know the younger punks they're all out there. Oh yeah. And they got their you know they got their shoes and all their you know the fancy stuff and the the braces and all the dumb stuff that these young kids wear when they play basketball. And I and I get out there and I I'm lacing up my chucks, <laughs> and they look at me and I go, "What the crap are you wearing, old man?" And I'm like, "Same thing I've been wearing since 1984, baby." And then you know that's that's kind of how we had our conversation. Now, of course. I throw some uh, insoles in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, no, the shoes are no the same. No. I just got some additional help as as, as you now, should, as, as I should. Yes, but uh, yeah, I was having a little. I was trying to teach these boys. You know, the shoes. It's, it's not the shoes, baby. It's not no, the shoes. It's the man. It's the man inside it's the, the man. shoes. No. So yeah, undefeated. By the way, we're undefeated. Oh, nice. very nice. So so snowball. I I, I kind of read on Facebook that like, last night was last night for bowling. Oh, was it? <laughs> I was out of town. So Snowball's in a bowling league. Oh, and nice. uh, and bowling ball, Snowball, Thunder Bowling Ball. And um, one of the guys posted, it's been a great year, going to miss you guys. Hopefully you all come back next year. So Yeah. 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 You had a great team. Yeah. I, I you had a good time. You know, oh, was that something last week? Yeah. <laughs> I was out of town. forgot. on it. All right, Kevster. I found out a fact the other day that um, I didn't know. So I, I find it interesting that after all these years, we're still learning things that happened in the 80s that mm-hmm. we didn't know about. Or, sure. or we learned why people tune in here. Yeah. There it is. yeah. Always something new to learn about the 80s. Uh, I heard Steve Forbert on the radio, which is uh, Romeo's tune, one of your favorite one songs. One of the most underrated songs of all time. Mm-hmm. Thank you very much. 
And I found out that he played um, Cindy Lauper's boyfriend at the end of the Girls Just Want to Have Fun video, which I never knew that was him. So I uh, learned a little little fun fact. Oh, that is a very fun yeah. fact. Very it's a interesting. Bit there. Huh, yeah. I'll have to go back and watch that video to catch him. And who was the uh, the guy in the video? The Steve Forbert. Yeah, and, and who else is in that video? Oh, Captain Lou Albano. There he is. A, that's a, the most eighties ish video. That's it's yeah. classic. Yeah, because she had that little phase where she <clears throat> was like involved with wrestling. Or well, it, I, I can't remember how they got together. Is is before she was famous? Um, she'd got to know him. She had met him somehow. And he just kind of became like a father figure to her. You know, we see the mean, rough, gruff Captain Lou Albano. He's always a bad guy in wrestling. But after he met Cindy Lauper and she became famous, they, they like could, he couldn't be like a bad guy anymore. So he had to be this good guy, which he's like a parody of himself. It's kind of like David Lee Roth these days. It's like he's it's not Diamond Dave anymore. It's yeah. this guy. So Captain Lou was a very watered down version of of his old mean self. So <laughs> yeah, but that's very interesting. So for me, it's not not as obscure as your guys's, but I, if I'm anything like what I perceive the audience here being, you guys listen to '80s music all the time, mm-hmm. and for me, it's on constantly as I'm working. It's in the background. I'm in the car, it's in the background. So the other day I'm in the car, and this song comes on. And you ever have a song that like you've heard millions of times, and sometimes it just hits you a certain way. So, again, you hear them so much, and sometimes you ignore them, or they just don't have the punch they used to. Don't You Forget About Me by Simple Minds came on. and mm. I don't know how many times I've seen The Breakfast Club, I don't know how many times I've heard that song. I don't know how many times it comes on the 80s radio stations. But I've heard it so many times. But for some reason, that thing just catapulted me back to 1985, first seeing the movie. And I just kind of turned that knob up a little bit. You kind of feel the bass and the vocals. And and it's like, it, it was... Almost like listening to it for the first time. Hmm. That's awesome. So it was, yeah, yeah, it was, it was very, very, cool. very cool. So my challenge to you guys is <clears> these <throat> songs that we tend to ignore. Kind of pick one out this week and just just listen. Maybe get some good headphones and throw them on there and just sit back and concentrate on nothing but the song. Kind of see what you get. Then you get a new appreciation for it. Yeah, very cool. Yeah. That's awesome. That's, that's just me. So that that was it for '80s Rewind this week. So guys, hang tight. We are gonna. Pause for a brief break, and we will be right back talking about artists that tried to have music careers. We'll be back. Thank you for listening to Living in the 80s. We want to take this opportunity to thank all of those that helped make this possible. First and foremost, we want to thank Anchor for providing this platform for us to share this podcast. We also want to thank... Apple Music, Spotify, Amazon Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Tuned In Radio, and about a dozen others. We also want to give a special thank you to Star1079.com and Roundtown Radio, where you can hear this podcast weekly. Also, be sure to check us out at our website at livinginthe80s.us, and of course, on our Facebook page, Living in the 80s. Thanks, and back to the show.
Welcome back to Living in the 80s. So, in the 80s, if you recall, there are a lot of a lot of uh, TV and movie stars that thought, you know, I can sing and I can make a career out of, of music. And daggone it, some of them kind of succeeded. Where other ones tried really hard. They've <laughs> been told, no, you can't. They're like, you you don't want to... Like, didn't they have people in their lives that just said, you, you, don't, you don't want to do that? But see, aren't some of these people, like, just uber talented? Like, we we see some people, and, and maybe they were, they were a singer, and they got... Their drive was singing, but then they got discovered. Next thing you know, they're an actor... But yet, that singing's always been in their back pocket. You know what I mean? Just, oh yeah. <clears throat> I mean, some of them just just stupid gifted, right? I think in some cases that's the case, and I think in other cases, a person's like, "Oh, I'm famous now. I should try this as well." You know, and, and mm, yeah. I'm not necessarily yeah. great at it. Or, and I also think yeah. possibly some of them heard Carl Lewis sing the national anthem and said, "Well, I can do better than that." <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh oh. <laughs> uh oh. <laughs> uh oh. Uh oh. So, yeah, well, you know, and here's the thing. Some of these people that we're going to talk about here maybe actually have decent singing voices. Right. But maybe they didn't get the right producer, the right songwriter. Could be. be. Maybe they they were so concentrated on their acting career that they thought, well, I'll just go ahead and throw out this album. I'm pretty famous. People will buy it. Right. And which, in a couple cases, happened, as we're going to find out. But most of the time, it didn't work out so well. So, you know what? We've got 15 people we're going to spotlight here. And we're going to go from 15 all the way up to the most successful um, crossover person that actually went from TV uh, or movies into uh, having a successful songwriting career. So we're going to go around the table like like we're wont to do. Mm-hmm. And um, we're going to talk about some of these stars. Now, we're, we're only going to play the top 10. Cause we don't we don't need to hear some of this stuff. We really don't. <laughs> but we are going to start, Kevin. We're going to start with you. So talk to us. Uh, uh, and we don't have to spend a lot of time on some of these people. But uh, go ahead. Alyssa Milano. Alyssa Milano made uh, an album from from Who's the Boss had a had an album or a song at least um, that I heard for the first time today. Uh-huh. It's probably the last time I listened to it. And she was great great in in, in both movies and on TV. Um, and until today, I didn't realize she had put out a song. Um, yeah, she did. She did. <laughs> yeah, what? she did. You know what? Forget <laughs> it. We are. I'm going to go yeah. ahead. Let's go ahead and, and take a, take a listen. Let's not bad mouth Alyssa in, in my presence. Can we not do that? I mean, you guys did date for a while. That's what I'm saying. I just so, appreciate yeah. you. For, just keep comments. Checked, if you would. Well, okay. Okay. All right. So, um, we're going to hear a little Melissa Milano. This is Straight to the Top. Debbie Gibson vibe there about yeah, that time frame. Definitely I'm a little Tiffany Debbie Gibson yeah. sound, kind of a little theme song sound to it. Yeah. So, did you say you had a little 
little fact you well, want to share with us? I don't tidbit. know if many of you knew this, but she's known as the David Hasselhoff of Japan. Shut oh, up. Really? Yeah, she was a star over there. This <clears throat> her album, Look In My Heart, went to number 15 in Japan. <laughs> You're kidding. I am not kidding you. Actually, she was signed by a Japanese record label. Wow. So I'm guessing who's... What was the name of the show? Who's the boss? Yes. Was probably a hit over there. I'm sure it that was. One, that's my only guess of why a Japanese record. So Matt, maybe you're, maybe you're secretly Japanese. Maybe I'm Japanese, or maybe she's big into I think Japan. Think Japanese and South uh, South Columbus. I really think so. Just saying. <laughs> All right, not to be outdone. You know, it doesn't get much more '80s star power than this next guy. So go ahead, Matt. Talk to us. Oh, n- next you're, you're talking about Mr. T. Mr. T. Good Lord, have mercy. You, you want to hear a little bit of it? Well, do I? Who wouldn't like to hear a little bit of that? Here is. You want to set the song up, Matt? Uh, uh, well, let's. It's. I wish it was in May. We could talk about our mothers, but this is. This is the one about the mothers, right? Yes, it is. Treat your mothers right, something like that. Yep. Treat your mamas right. Treat your mamas right. Let's let's just let him tell us a little about that. That's classic. <laughs> that's that's hard. You know what? But here's the thing. Someone like his Mr. shorts. T, I like his shorts. It, it, the deal is, if he sings and he thinks he's good, who's going to tell me he's not? Exactly. I, I pity the fool. I, I, I pity sing. the fool. I pity the fool that's going <laughs> to tell him he's bad. And what a great message that is, too. Yeah. Treat your mama's right. Yeah. Yes. Well, it, 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 everyone should. Yeah. You should, and you should mm-hmm. sing like that, dance like that, and dress like that. Oh boy. That was, yes. He has some funny song. I mean, some of his his song titles were great. Uh, I mean, just um, oh, dang on it. What's the one? Uh, well, treat your mother right. Uh, Mr. T's commandments. <laughs> Yeah, that was the title. Oh, that's the, the name album. of the album. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Be somebody or be somebody's fool. <laughs> I mean, that's a good one. Uh, what's the one? No dope, no something, or something like that. <laughs> but the thing you got to love is why he did this album. It was to help kids make a good decision. It's uh, yeah. His the, heart, his big old Mister T heart, was in yeah. the right place. His heart's in the right place. That's in his rapping ability. Mm. Maybe not, not so much in the right place. But yeah, I think it's. I, he probably didn't have a circle of people that would say, "You suck." Would you tell him? <laughs> no, that's what I'm, I'm saying. Not telling I'm going to hold that boombox. I'm not the fool that he would pity. Yeah, you I'm know good. who he should have paired up with? Who? Lamar from Revenge of the Nerds. That would have been a great. Oh, Lamar oh, and T. Oh man. <laughs> oh my goodness, that would have that would have been sweet. Mm-hmm. That would have. Been that's classic awesome. stuff right there. <laughs> Had the specially designed javelin. Yeah. So. uh... You, you want to take the next one there, uh, Snowball? Yes. All right. Well, she's best known for uh, Fast Times at Ridgemont High, but Phoebe Cates gave it a shot in what was it called? Private School? Yes. Yeah. She didn't sound bad. She looked good. Yeah. Well, let's, let's, let's give it a little listen. Yeah. 
terrible. Not I, terrible. I, I think she. I think she. Did she doesn't fine. sing as good as she looks. Mm-hmm. Got a little go goes sound to it. Yeah, a little vibe. Yeah, I get yeah. that. I get that. I but, could uh, listen to her every morning. I could. Yeah. I could. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> so she she apparently has sung a few different times in movies she's had. So, uh, you know, Phoebe Gates. But none of them ever charged enough. No, they didn't. I, I You know, listen to this one. I, I thought it might, like, maybe have hit Hot 100, maybe between 180, you know, those low-lying ones. Because there are a lot of worse songs than this. Where just hit. simply your family buys it, and you should be able to make it. You should 100. be able to. Yeah. You should. <coughs> Jeez. All right, so that brings us up to our next one. Um, Lisa Welchel. We know her as Blair from Facts of Life. Ow! And, you know, one of the things about her that we've we've, we've known for years is, is she's a born-again Christian, which yep. we salute her for. And, and yep. you know, I personally think it is awesome that in Hollywood that a young lady could commit herself to being, uh, to, to staying strong in her faith in spite of yeah, definitely, it would be temptations, temptations and challenges, yeah, yeah. and probably pressure. Um, I'm sure she received offers to do because she's so darn cute. She's pretty. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm sure she she probably was uh, offered some roles in TV mm-hmm. and movie and stuff that kind of went against her faith, and so that may have been kind of what happened to her afterwards. You know, she wouldn't take those roles, so Hollywood's like, no, we're not ready for that. So, yeah. um, you know, we. We can't have her. But um, it, she did, in, in 1984, she, she cut her only album. Uh, it's a Christian album. And the song we're about to hear is called All Because of You. So maybe not the strongest singer. Hey, 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 hey. Hey, you know. That sounds negative. I, you know what? I, I didn't negative. say she, she stunk. I said not the strongest. Pretty strong. There, there, there maybe a couple other singers stronger there. Yeah, maybe. But uh, you know what? That song was Grammy nominated, and mm-hmm. she lost to Donna Summer, Rock and Roll Hall of Famer. So she can go around saying, you know what? I got beat up by Donna Summer. Yeah. It's not like she got beat out by Sandy Patty. Right. Or Crystal Gale. (laughs) Right. Or or, or Christy Lane or somebody. Yeah. She got beat out by by the legendary late great Donna Summer. So, you know, there's more talent on the Facts of Life show. There is. Yes. Tootie. Tootie. Kim Fields also released an album. Did she? Went to number 30 on the dance charts. How did we miss that? She would have been our... No, she wouldn't have made top 10. <laughs> but she, she would have been... You know, I had no idea. I thought all she could do was roller skate. No? Wow. So she could sing. Uh, can you sing her song for us? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? Let, let's, let's just hear a little bit of that, shall we?
So yeah, there it is. So there, there's Kim Fields. That yep. was, that he was loves me. Sh- he loves me not. Number thirty on the dance chart. Boom shakalaka. You, you know what? We are not going to judge her because she sings better than me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So uh, you know, good, good, facts good, of life. Good for her. Facts of Represent. life. Represent. Well, what did uh, did Joe do something? Maybe Joe or um, um, Natalie. 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 <laughs> good thing Natalie. Natalie had to be. Did, good did you Did you guys watch that that uh, that special at Christmas time where? They had different actors and actresses yes, portray, portray them. them. I saw yeah, the that was pretty neat. Yeah. They did that one, and they did the one with uh, different strokes too. Yeah, Kevin Hart. Kevin was, Hart played Will or played Arnold, Arnold. and Snoop Dogg <laughs> played Willis. Oh, I didn't <laughs> see that. I didn't see it off. I go watch that. Yeah, yeah was it was it. Was he? Damon Wayans. Damon Wayans. That's it. So it was Damon Wayans that played <coughs> Willis. Okay. Yes. So yeah. yeah, that that was it. And then on the uh, Facts of Life side, uh, Jennifer Aniston played Blair. Yes, she did. And um, trying to think who else was in that. Uh, yeah, there were some other people in it, too. We can't think of them right now. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it wasn't too bad. It was, it was kind of a neat scene remake. And they had the the surviving cast members come out at the end and, you know, greet the audience and so forth. So, cool. Very cool. So that was, was very cool. Well, she sung the theme song, too. She sung the theme at the very she's beginning. she's a great singer. she's a great singer. Yes, Thank that's you. right. <laughs> so. All right, so we've got one more before we go into the top ten, and Kevin, we'll, we'll let you handle that one. Uh, so here's someone you've never heard of, Lisa Hartman. <laughs> uh, I honestly I didn't know who this was. Uh, really? Apparently she was on Knots Landing, a show yes. I never watched. So what was the lady <laughs> she, that was, she was on an the eighties hottie? Who was the lady yes. that did the entertainment show? It's Mary Hart. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I was close. Lisa Hartman, Mary. Who Hartman. had her legs insured for like a million dollars? Yeah, right, right. Yeah. So yeah, Lisa Hartman was on Knots Landing, and she had some. Country songs. Okay. Yeah, she was actually married to Clint Black. She thing. still is. Yes. Yeah. They've, okay. they've so done some duets. She had a number one country song, apparently. Boom. Oh, well, that's probably that reason I haven't heard of her. Well, Kevin, you're such a big country fan, though. Uh, I mean, I know. <laughs> I, I, know <laughs> uh, two, I think I know two or three country songs. You know the Duke's Hazard thing? There's one. Uh, <laughs> wow. Another one is, uh, wow. oh, wait. Thank um, you break your heart. You kind of know that. <laughs> there's one. a song called Swingin'. Oh, yeah, John Anderson. And, that was a good uh, song. I like that song. There was a couple of Oak Ridge Boys. Yeah, Elmira. Oh, there it is. That's so, it. So basically, the country crossovers that, that, that stuck on the top 40 radio. <laughs> that was my Looking limits. for love. I, I love that song. And, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, so Lisa Hartman. So you want to set up this song here, Kevin? Because cause we, we had to do a search because you know we were going to play one of her country hits, but we found this. So basically, she sung Open Arms. On the Knots Landing show, yeah. but then in another episode, she sung separate Journeys, ways. separate ways. She must be and a Journey fan. Part. I mean, she did two. She must be. Uh, but, uh, you know what? I'm but telling hold, you. Hold, let, let, let's set this up first. Uh, so here's Lisa Hartman singing "Separate Ways."
Say what you want. I liked it. I mean, she's okay. She can sing. She can sing. Yes, she can. I mean, as cheesy as the the production was in the video, she could sing okay. Yep, she can. Lisa Hartman. Lisa Hartman. All right, so now we're into top ten, and you know what? We have not done a um, a countdown like this since last week. Yeah, it's true. It's been a long time. I'm, I meant to, I meant to say something about it last week. How we didn't have the you know the, our countdown right, guy. Right, right. He's been gone for a long time. Yeah, you're and right. So two weeks in a row, you guys get the countdown guy. That's, uh, so yeah. let's nice. start off with uh, with number ten. Number ten. Number ten. Uh, we're going Patrick Swayze. Patrick Swayze. Patrick Swayze. None other. The Ghost Man himself. Thinks he can see Ghost, yeah. see, see what I did there? Yeah, I did. See what I did there? Uh, yeah, you know, he, he's obviously he's, he's a movie star. We all, everybody knows who Patrick Swayze is. But uh, uh, one hot, one hundred hit, right? He, 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 yes, he had a, he had a top one hundred hit. He had a top one hundred hit, and, and, and we all know the song. She's like the wind. Peaked at number three, nineteen eighty-seven. Can't look in her eyes. She's out of my league. Just a fool to believe I have anything she needs. She's like the wind. You guys fans or you not fans? Um... Did you like the song? Simple question. Yes, yes or no? Yes, I'll turn in the man card and Thank say yes. Thank you. Okay. I always used to sing it like like I've got this uncanny way of messing up songs, mm-hmm. and I'd always say she just broke wind. There it is. <laughs> I think that improved it. Yeah, I think it did. Yeah. So no, not a fan of the song. Not fan a of Patrick Swayze? Yes. The song? Eh. Okay. Right. Kind of interesting that he had such a tough guy persona, and then he kind of comes up with this really. Cheesy, soft, like love song, mm-hmm. like kind of. Doesn't seem like it matched his 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 macho. And this wasn't a situation out-y. where someone said, "Hey, you're in this movie. You should sing this song." It was like something he had written and tried to use it for another movie. Yes, and, he did, and it didn't get in that movie. Red Dawn. He tried to put it in Red Dawn. <laughs> Really? I don't know where that fits in Red Dawn. Well, but. see, here, here's the thing: it, it no, was he, supposed he, to be played in the background, kind of subtly, and they decided to scrap it. Okay, it was it was going to be played in um, Granville, USA, I think it was. Yeah, with yeah. Um, with um, uh, Jamie, Jamie Lee Jamie, Curtis. Jamie Lee Curtis, yeah. They, it didn't get chosen for that, so then they went with this in um, Dirty Dancing, which they had all kinds of issues. Coming up with a soundtrack for that, yeah. they didn't really have the money or whatever. Well, like so they had like a lot of old '50s songs yeah. that were real cheap to use, which brought a bunch of their songs back because the movie was so popular. Yeah. And so. then people from the '70s and '60s that like their their star had done faded, like Jennifer Warnes and Bill Medley. You know, she was a '70s singer. He was like a he was half of the Righteous Brothers. And then Eric Carmen, uh, it kind of revived his career because like he he first. Um, he was he was sung for the band called the Raspberries, and then he had some hits in the in the seventies. But then he kind of fell off the map, and then this brought him on, and he had another successful album after it. So, yeah. I, mean, I, I can't uh, I can't diss this song. I mean, I, I mean, it's it, it's not bad, right? It's not bad. 
It's got a time and a place. It's got a moment. Mm-hmm. I don't know the time or place. Hey, I like hey, it, I'm just hey. saying. <laughs> I would have to go back and listen to apparently he had two songs on the Roadhouse soundtrack. <clears throat> yeah, he did one with Jeff Healy Band. I can't mm-hmm. remember which one it was, but yeah, not mm-hmm. bad. He's not bad. All yeah. right, let's go on to uh, to our next one. Number nine. Number nine, Gloria Loring um, from Days of Our Lives. Had a song go to number one, Friends and Lovers, um, with Carl Anderson. I don't know what we're afraid of. Nothing changes. I'm sorry, peaked at number two. At number two, yes. yes. Yep. Husband Alan Thick. I never see until we did this this podcast. I didn't know she was married to Alan Thick. In fact, mm-hmm. I didn't know no, that I she was either. an actress on Days of Our Lives. I thought she was just a rando chick that got a song with Carl Anderson, <laughs> who I don't know who he is either. Hmm. So, but it, it it went all the way to number two. And you know what else she sang? What she sang? She sang the theme to Facts of Life. No, no way. she did not. She did. You've been that saving that. I've been saving that. I've been sitting on that. It. Oh, my goodness. I stumbled across that, show that all night. today, and I'm like, wow, she sang that theme song. No way. Say something bad about her now. Say something bad about her now. And I think that I read worse than she's like the wind. So she was married to <laughs> she was married to Alan Thick, and I believe she's Robin Thick's mom. Oh, I think it would the, the, the years would line, line up. up yeah, I would so, think, yeah. So yeah, very interesting. So isn't this song about cheating on your spouse? Friends um, and lovers. I, I believe it is. It might be. Sounds nice. I I think this we talked about this as being one of our least favorite songs. I think we did. Yeah, we did a podcast a while back that made it the worst songs of the eighties. It made it number two, and I wouldn't put this in the top forty. So (laughs) (laughs) it's so slow, and but it's it's good for Gloria Lorraine, though. Very good for her. All right, so uh, that brings us up to um, number eight. Number My turn, right? Yeah, that's you. Okay, so Tracy Ullman, <laughs> love her. Oh my god, Tracy Ullman, hilarious, show. funny, funny. Love hilarious. that show. So she did a song in 1983 called "They Don't Know," well, which we just heard a little clip of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love it. Nice little 50s theme here. Uh, Paul McCartney makes an appearance in the video. Um, she, Tracy Ullman is actually responsible for the Simpsons. 
Yes. So she gave them their big break to have a little short on her show, and and it spun off to their own show, which is still on the still air today. Going strong. They still, still keep churning out half hour to The Simpsons every Amazing. freaking week. Amazing. So Kevin, I know you're a huge Simpsons fan. I am a huge Simpsons fan, and I love this song too. I, I just, I this is one of my favorite songs. When this comes on, uh, it just got such a cool beat. So. Yeah. Um, Cool, you know, and I love the the video where you get to see Paul McCartney and at the end driving her. It's like how oh, you yeah. know how cool she is that she can get Paul McCartney in her video. So. Oh yeah, um, but yeah, I'm a huge Simpsons fan. Obviously, I've been watching that since I think '89 when it started. So um, all these years later, still watching it. Yep, good. That that it's, it's a great great song. Yeah. So definitely, you know, it's it's funny. I, I'm surprised that she didn't. She had another hit as well, but um, which I think might have topped it like number 83 or something. But um, she, uh, you know, not a bad voice. Oh, she's so talented. She's she's uh, she can act. She can sing. She's she's funny. I mean, she does yep. everything I've seen her in has been great. Yep, yep. She's definitely a treasure. Now, are are, are we just to kind of underscore the premise of this countdown? Are we um, just commenting on actors and actresses that aren't good singers but did sing? No, the, 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 these saying, people actually made an attempt to to, yeah, to be the crossover. Stars. Some of them, as we're going to learn later, did a pretty darn good job of it. Okay, so so we're happy with some of these. We are oh, happy yeah, with for some sure. Of them. Yeah, okay. that one for sure. That one, okay. yeah, we like that one. We like Tracy. So okay, this next one is right in Kevin's wheelhouse. Oh, Kev, this is you, baby. <laughs> so, so I think we're we're down to number seven. Number seven. Number seven. Yeah, John Schneider uh, from the. <laughs> you can't even say that without disdaining your voice. <laughs> from the Dukes of Hazard. Um, hey, you know what? Great actor. I mean, I really believed he great was a country bumpkin. <laughs> I really believed he was a backwards hillbilly in that show. He really sold. He really slightly sold above well. average hillbilly actor. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, he did a cover of uh, It's Now or Never, which was an Elvis Presley song. should let Matt do that one. He's big old. Ooh. Yeah. And it actually made it to number 14. He, and honestly, he had a... I mean, he, he has a good sounding voice. I mean, it, it sounds Yeah, it's funny. not a bad sounding that, yeah. that song drives me crazy. Because what, what'll happen is like, like I'll get in the shower and uh, I'll have music playing. I've, I've got my old school iPod in a dock. <laughs> and like, you know, I, I'll, I'll let a whole year go through. And this that was released in 1981, and it was one of the top 100 songs of 1981, believe it or not. And that song will get on. I'm in the shower, trapped. It's now or never. Come hold me tight. Kiss me, my darling. Be mine tonight. I can't get out. And I'm like, oh, are you kidding me right now? i got to listen to the whole thing. And then I start singing out like Elvis. Which he's, I think is what he was trying to do his best yeah, imitation. Yeah. Which, here's a fun fact for you guys. So as I'm going through here, uh, I'm doing my own research on these, and I run across this one. And on his Wikipedia page, it said, to this day, still the highest ranked... Um, uh, the highest charted 
uh, Elvis song. That was done as a cover? Like like cover tune. Oh, really? I went in there and corrected Wikipedia. <laughs> Did you? Because I'm that nerd. Cheap cheap Trick came out with oh, Don't the Be flame. Cruel. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. which was, I, I can't remember right now, I went to like number eight or something. And I, I have to believe that another Elvis song had to have been higher than those. But like, whoever the dope was that put that in there must have been like the biggest John Schneider mark so ever. So you... You can you correct. I corrected Wikipedia. No, you did not. You darn skippy, I did. There's Smart. a way you can Good edit. For you. you can Good edit you. Wikipedia. No, like they go in and check it just to make sure. Right. But uh, I, they'll see my submission and go, hmm, yeah. I, I change it to one of his highest rankings oh. instead of the highest. So oh, I did that. I'll have to look that up. You have to. So, I mean, like, Rob you that. can now footnote that that you are smarter than Wikipedia. Well, that well, I can that also. You're, you're you're a Wikipedia I, can, I can also say my work has been published. The boom, <laughs> there it is. Thank you. So yeah. impressive. I get on my resume write articles for Wikipedia. So yes, you do. Yeah, impressive. I do it. <laughs> but um, I'm sorry, I didn't interrupt you about John Schneider's career. Like, not only did he do that cover, but what else did he do here? He had some uh, country songs. Um, 18 of them charted. Yeah, he had, he had, he had four <coughs> wow. Hot 100 songs. He, real, that many? Wow. Pop, yes, he did. <laughs> Whatever happened to him? Is he still acting? Or? Uh, he shows up in things here and there, like made-for-TV movies. He'll play like the dad. Okay. <laughs> Stuff. But he had he had four number one country hits. Like I And as you're going through like how, how we rank these as far as success... That would put him up pretty high, you know. Definitely, yeah, yeah. definitely above, um, you know, Patrick Swayze and Gloria Loring, one hit apiece. So he, uh, yeah, were they all covers? You think, or I, I wonder. If they... I, I was looking at the titles. Nothing looked familiar, okay, and I didn't. So didn't they must care, be. I didn't original. care enough to click on any of them to find out. <laughs> yeah, don't blame me. <laughs> so, all right. So that was number seven. Matt, you want to take number six? Number six. Number six is the Blues Brothers, <clears throat> Jake and Elwood there, uh, Saturday Night Live. Uh, they got the movie, the skits, and all that kind of stuff. They crossed over, and they had some, they had some good music actually. I, I, I mean, you, you can't if they can backflip and sing. Mm-hmm. I mean, come on. Uh, a couple of s- things they're known for: uh, Soul Man, uh, Give Me Some Lovin'. They had uh, three songs in the top one hundred. Uh, three within the 80s, and uh, including four top 40 hits, yeah. which is uh, per- pretty daggone impressive. It, it was always hard to kind of, uh, <clears throat> I mean, like back then, to take them serious because, you know. These are SNL guys. Yeah, yeah. It, th- this is totally a skit that's just getting big. <laughs> a two-hour skit, right? Yeah, Basically. yeah. I mean, I mean it's still, I still think of them as, do they, th- I mean... I don't even, maybe you've heard interviews and stuff, I mean, it's, I mean, are they just in character, and this is just fun for them, or are they they thinking, hey, this is, you know, we're singing, I mean, they did travel, they did 
they, they know, toured tour and concerts yeah. and stuff so well i Dan Aykroyd is a huge fan of the blues and that old 50s style stuff. And I've heard him interviewed stuff here. And, and him and John would sit like in the back of like um, of SNL and just kind of riff on some songs and stuff. And they would always want to hang out with the musical guests and kind of just be around that mm-hmm. whole thing. And apparently there's this bar that they would all go to not too far from the Rockefeller Center. And they would like play blues music and stuff, and they were there constantly, and they just loved it. And the fact that you know they, and, and, you know, not terrible singing voices, right? No, so, yeah. I mean, they charted a few times, so they got it. They got the chance to to get on there and show that off a little bit. I uh, I think it's good that they only did this, and like Dan Aykroyd didn't try to put out a an album of just him trying to sing, or John right. Belushi didn't. Because right. it was still kind of character driven. I mean, yeah. it was like they were. Yeah, it, it wasn't. It wasn't an Aykroyd Belushi, you know, scene as yeah. Aykroyd Belushi. It's Jake and Elwood. It's these characters. So it's kind of a, and that maybe that's where they would get a little grace from the fans. Maybe oh, because yeah. it's just, you know, it's like watching Wayne and Garth do something. You know, what I mean? yeah. but I mean, but so it wasn't like them singing, but it was their characters singing. So. Well, Kevin, did, 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 we were talking last yeah. night about, about the, the Canadians had their own version of the Blues Brothers. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Bob and Doug McKenzie? Oh, I love them. Take off, man. Take off, man. That was the, the friendly Canadian version. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so oh, very, very similar to what you're talking about. They sang it as if they were... So it's Rick Moranis and Dave Thomas. Dave Thomas, Thomas yeah. are playing Bob and Doug McKenzie. Love them. And uh, so then they have this... Yeah, it's exactly right. It's it's the Canadian version of the Blues Brothers. Yeah. Now you want to know? Here's a fun little fact for you. So who, so who sang back up in that song? Or who, who sang the chorus in that song? In in what song? In, in and you think Matt will know this? In what no. song? What song? <laughs> in um, uh, take, take off. Take off. Take off. Oh yeah. Brian yeah. Adams. It's it's, <laughs> it's another famous Canadian. <laughs> yeah, it's another famous can- Canadian. Would it be Getty Lee it is, from Rush? Bro. It is. Wow. Getty Lee from Rush? Yes. So, uh, Rick Moranis and Getty Lee were, was it? Elementary school. They went to elementary school together. <laughs> Oh wow! And so, so he did this, and that is his highest charting song ever. It charted higher than any Rush song. Stop! Yeah. I'm sad as that. Well, that it, it, you got to think the Rush, like those albums, sold millions and millions, and they're playing on the rock stations. But not. But they didn't pop. have like this radio friendly sound. Right, right. So you're, you know, top forty type sounds. Right, so right. They were oh, kind of something bad. else. That would kind of suck on six so many levels. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, he's got Tom so, Sawyer and New World Man. Yeah. That's his highest charting <laughs> song. <off>. Wow. <laughs> which hey, which, which Kevin was talking about. I was like, mate, should we include these? I thought, well, I mean, these are like supposed to be comedy. Like Chich right. and Chong. Right, right. Um, who were some of the other ones we were talking about that... Um, Rodney Dangerfield did Rappin' Rodney. Yeah. I love Rappin' Rodney. Yeah, and you have... Um, Sam Tennyson. Wow. Yeah, Tennyson. Sam Tennyson. Yeah. You have... Um, Billy Crystal. Yeah, Billy Crystal. Billy Crystal. Billy Marvelous. Yeah, so... Marvelous. So, yeah. Plenty of... Um, plenty of... Uh, parodies. Parodies. Yeah. 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 So, good stuff. 
All right. So um, speaking of speaking comedy. of yes, yeah, speaking of comedy, uh, you've got our number five. Number five. Number five is actor comedian Eddie Murphy, uh, best known for Saturday Night Live and movies Beverly Hills Cop, Trading Places, and Coming to America. Um, he had two top forty hits, and his best one and. I have to say, I actually enjoyed it back in the day. It was party all the time. You know, I, I, I see, did too. I see <laughs> you dancing to party all the time right now with your pop collars and your feathered hair. I see him. I see him. <laughs> Man, I see that. As good as that song is, though, his best song was when he's Randy Watson. <laughs> oh, sexual <laughs> chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> oh, coming to America. So Eddie Murphy is a prime example of somebody who tried to capitalize on his start. Right. Like, I could sing. And I'd heard somewhere that him and Richard Pryor had a bet. Um, Richard Pryor bet that Eddie Murphy couldn't make a hit song. And this party all the time. So Eddie called up Rick James. Yeah, exactly. Hey, write me a song, man. Like, yeah. like, <laughs> can I, you produce this I, one? I, I, can't let, I can't give Richard my money. So yeah. Now, I think his best song was Boogie in the Butt. Boogie in your butt. Oh, yeah, Remember Bo- Boogie in Your Butt is a classic. <laughs> Put a tree in your butt. Put a bumblebee in a butt. Put a big fat rock in your butt. Put Tony Man in your butt. butt. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> that's, that Eddie Mur- that's, both those Eddie Murphy comedy albums were <sighs> classic. Like, the first one, I just, uh, I, I almost had memorized. Yeah, I was, was listening to doing it. doing Mr. T. Oh, yeah, all oh, the, all the imi- uh, impersonations. <laughs> I was in my room listening to that one time. I'd borrowed Art's boombox and I'm in my room listening to it and my mom walked in and remember that one time in the in the stand up where he cusses you remember that one time when he said the bad word that one time that one, well, that's oh, my that, mom, one. That, that one one time that's when my mom walked in she goes what did he say that's the only cuss word he ever says mom <laughs> and I thought well I can't say it or I'll be in even more trouble so right. I just I turned it off obviously and that wasn't allowed to listen to it anymore so. it's Art's yeah <laughs> He's been a bad influence on me. That's right. <laughs> yeah. So um, that brings us to to number four. Number four. Number four. Don Johnson. Here is another example of a guy who was such a huge star that he tried to get that to transfer over to singing. Mm. And uh, you know what? Um, this song was actually produced by Dweezil Zappa, Frank Zappa's son. Really? And huh. John McNeil was such a huge fan of, of this album. He bought the album. Did he? And, you remember? <laughs> no, oh, man. He painted the wa- the cover of the wall on his wall at home. The, the album cover, he painted that on his wall. I did home. not oh, remember John that. McNeil is the biggest Don Johnson singing fan. Oh, I, I don't know anybody else that loves Don Johnson and his vocal prowess as much as wow. as John McNeil. That's some good information. Jonathan David McNeil. <laughs> I will call you out forever. You, wow. you, you can't say, well, I, you know. Uh, no, you loved it. Because we would get in your car and you would turn it up extra loud. And I would ask you, 
Why do you like the song so much? Are you kidding me? It rocks. <laughs> he's he's going to be huge in singing. Watch this. Oh but he, he did have three Hot 100 hits. Barely. And uh, this one actually um, went to number seven. I never liked this song. It was horrible. I never liked it. And and I even the very beginning, I thought that that's just terrible rhyming, right? It just it was so bad. Well, then I was shocked to find out he didn't like it. It had been released before he did a cover of it, Mm -hmm. so it came out in eighty two. I can't remember who came out in eighty three. In eighty three, Helen Reddy did a version of it, which might have been I am woman hard (laughs) beat. Might have been worse. And then he came out with this song, and I think he won like. Best new artist or some something? Yeah, they, they, someone what? really I, <laughs> on Miami Monthly <laughs> on the Nickelodeon Awards. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, something about best new artist, and so then he released another song with um, Lori Singers in the video with him from the girl from Footloose. Footloose. Yeah. So yeah, I had to watch that video today, and um, oh wow, it's like a slower song. I'll have to check that one out. And didn't he do a song? With Barbara Streisand, I think they were dating. Didn't they do a duet? They did do a Donald duet. Trump. I remember, and it was terrible. Yeah, I think it was his other uh, one of his other hits. Yeah, yeah. that's so, insane. Yeah, I think that's a great example of a person that, that had really, it all and said, "Why should do a song too?" But, yeah, he is probably the prime example of yeah, that. He yeah. could not sing worth a crap. Mm. All right, so um, we'll we'll transition this one to to number three, Kevin. Number three. <laughs> Bruce Willis um, from Moonlighting fame and also uh, he was in a movie called Die Hard. Christmas yeah. movie. Yeah. Christmas yeah, movie, Christmas yeah. movie, yeah. Yeah. yeah um, so got to start on Moonlighting and um, he had a hit called Respect Yourself which made it all the way to number five. Mm-hmm. It kind of had a, a blues uh, feel to kind it. Of it was town thing going on. Yeah, it was originally a song by the the Staple Singers from the seventies. So he covered it, um, and it was it was okay. I mean, I felt a little better about it once I found out it was a cover mm-hmm. because I thought this isn't that great. But then I said, well, the Staple Singers did it, so it must not have been too bad of a song. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, it's all about respecting yourself. So. Yeah, didn't it have a, like a short movie? That it went along with like the return of Bruno or something like that. That was the name of the album. The, there we was like a we don't talk short. about Bruno. <laughs> yeah, there there was like a movie short that was supposed to be like about that. his alter ego uh-huh. and Bruno. I don't remember the last name he used, but that the uh, songs were on. So I, I'm the I'm the guy that bought this album. 
Did Here you really? we go. It Here was we go. good. Really? I liked Here it. I still go. like I can Was it all now kind of a bluesy sound? Yeah, it was all okay. that kind of a sound. It's it's not bad at all. Hmm. I mean, to me, I mean, obviously, I don't think he did another album after it, but he had three three songs Didn't in there. did he play yeah, harmonica and stuff, too? Yeah. Yep. You know and what do song some, he did? Do you and James commercials? Seagram's. Yes. Seagram's. 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 I think it was Seagram's. He's was singing Seagram's. into the bottle like it's his yeah. microphone. Dude, like I mean, that was, wow. those are awesome. I had, yeah. Well, see, at this those point awesome. in his career, he hadn't done movies yet. He was only on Moonlighting. Yeah. But he, he was considered, like, the cool guy. So, the right, right. cool guy's going to make an album. And so, there he did it. So, I liked it. I liked Seagram's. So. Remember that? Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's funny. It's best we can remember, right? That's best we can remember. That's right. <laughs> so, uh, Matt, you want to hit number two? Number two. Jack Wagner. Come on, baby. Frisco Jones? <laughs> there he is. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it. The fact uh, that, that the General Hospital guy knew this. Oh, all I had to say me. was General. I didn't have to say General Hospital. He knew the doctor who he played. Say his name again. Frisco Jones. Uh, Dr. Frisco Jones. Is he a doctor? But if you also watch When Calls the Heart right now on the Hallmark Channel. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. I'm sorry, guys. How can somebody be so uncool but we love so freaking oh, much, man? Dude. <laughs> I mean, do you just like leave your man card at the do. house? I mean, does, I miss, does Misty hold on to Misty's it? Misty's getting all misty eyed hearing him talk so feminine. Yeah, like he just says, she just gives it to him periodically. Here, here's your card. Take it for the you know basketball game or something. Cheesy. Yeah, I, I could see her now on the on on the plane last week. Like, and he's coming home. Like, no, when you get on the podcast, you are going to talk about Frisco Jones in a reverent way. See that? Yeah, I can see that. I can see that. So, so it's also a Melrose place. Okay, you know, great just, show from hey, the nineties. Hey, just stop, just it stop right was now. It? Okay, it was, was it? Yeah. Okay. Oh wow, this guy Loved here. Loved it. Okay. Wow. That's, I don't that's even. Not, I Melrose mean, Mondays. I'm sorry. Oh wow, this cat here. I don't even. <laughs> I don't even know what to say. Can't. I just. I know. I. It's killing me. You like oh, him? Man. Uh, you I just love how he so unapologetically <laughs> embraces the stuff. Right, right, that's, right. That's that's great. Good for you. Yeah, Thank he's you. making Own no it. excuses. Own that's it. right. So all Own I it. need was a big hit. Peaked at number two in 1984. Uh, yeah, he had several several hits, but that was because uh, all I need was what? Just a little more time to be sure. What there I feel is. is it all in my mind. No, oh, wait, I need Kevin. <laughs> Kevin wasn't playing. Okay, no, but yeah, no. Kevin. Kevin. Is but yeah, a, I mean, that, that's he's, um, from us. <laughs> he's looking up when calls the heart. <laughs> <laughs> he's second at DVR. All right, so you know what we are de- we're down to number one. Who yeah, better, baby. Who better to bring us our number one? Yeah, mm. to me. snowball. So hit it. Number one. All right, number one. Doctor Noah Drake. Here oh. <laughs> Rick Springfield. Yeah, she's watching him with those eyes. And she's 
21 top 100s, 19 top 40s, five top 10s, and one number one. Okay, so so he actually could sing. The reality was he was a singer back as far as 1960. So okay, so, so he was. Okay, so if you look up Jack Wagner in Wikipedia, they say he's an actor slash singer. Mm-hmm. I bet if you look up Rick Springfield, it's going to say singer slash actor. I mean, I think that I mean, Hard to Hold was a great movie, too. I mean, you know, it wasn't like he was just on General <laughs> Hospital. So, <laughs> yeah, it was a classic. <laughs> but you you know what? I I like Rick Springfield. I, I, I do. do. He might I, be the greatest of I all might time. Be, I might be his number two all-time fan. I mean, I do love him, and he is a great singer. He should be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Yes, he should. See, they don't even acknowledge. <laughs> I can't even. I've tell he tried. He tried. <laughs> I have to admit, I've seen him live in concert. Oh yeah. wow! Yeah. Have you? Yes, I have. Did you throw your panties on the stage? <laughs> I did not. <laughs> but my wife, she, uh, we were standing there, and we were kind of. Right next to the stage, and he kept looking at her. She kept going, "He's looking at me." <laughs> Did oh, you just wow. stop and just <laughs> glance over, like, "What?" Okay. Woman, yeah, he punch? is. Don't blame him. I mean, you, you can't you can't say that you love the '80s and you not love some of his songs. So, I mean, Jesse's girl. Oh, I mean, Jesse's girl. Uh, and love somebody. I've done everything. Don't talk for you. to strangers. I mean. You can't you can't not love some. I mean, you know, he's he's iconic. He he, is. he, he falls under the iconic status yep. when it comes to music in the eighties. You know, whether you like him or not, you know, he's he's a synonymous uh, with the eighties. But uh, yeah, he's yeah. It, it, and Wikipedia doesn't even mention his acting. I mean, it does, mm-hmm. but I'm saying he's just a musician. Yes, yeah, doesn't mention that he has the greatest synthesizer song of all time. Ooh. Affair of the heart. That is a great. <laughs> I'm killing Rob. Killing him. I love it. He does, he does have like that little voice altering thing in there. But I mean, when when it comes to popularity, though, in mm-hmm. all honesty, I mean, you can't. He, there's a reason he's number one. Yeah, he. I mean, he is for real hugely popular. So, did he leave General Hospital to pursue his singing career? And if so, when did he do that? I don't know that. Because, so, because I, I know you I can do. tell you. I don't. I don't. <laughs> I can tell you. He did once. Once he started his singing career, he stayed on General Hospital for a while. Because I'm then just later. Because like on the cover of Jesse Girl, Jesse's Girl, like the 45 that I had, it says at the very top, Doctor Noah Drake from General Hospital. Okay, because I'm wondering, and I could probably look something figure it out, but I'm wondering like. Did he have his hits when he's on General Hospital and then left General Hospital, focused on his career, and then like his hits kind of dried up? I th- no, he got he, he kept going up. Did he? Yeah, like he only had one number one, which was Jesse's Girl, but he had a number. You know, a number of these songs here were big hits, and most of them were after he left General Hospital. Well, I'd, I'd be curious what hits, year he I left mean. General Hospital. Yeah, he left. He left like between his first, well, this album and the next one. Now he had like he talked before. He had some. He had some success earlier in the seventies, a couple songs here and there, but he was never close to a star. Right. But uh yeah. Let's not forget in in um the, the mid two thousands he appeared at the uh Obed Zucchini Fest. Did he not? Wow. So Which has got a rank very that's high on his ginormous. What is the Mount Rushmore of the Zucchini Festival? <laughs> <laughs> I mean I know you've brought it up um, I think that you, you guys go uh, Rick Springfield, is it uh was Axel was Axel Rose there? No, Brett Michaels. Oh Brett Michaels, yeah. 
Brett Michaels and to complete the Mount Rushmore, I believe they had. Oh, did Night Ranger play it? No, 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 no. They played one of those. Um, shoot, there was a, a big country a, star. Yeah, but even last year they had a big rocker. A big rocker. Well, there's the, only two. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's, a small the, it's a small mount. It's Mount Rush. <laughs> Mount Rush isn't on it. Rush no more. I looked it up. He left General Hospital in '83. Surprised you didn't so, know that. So, when, so anything so, after. So Working Class Dog was the album that he had with Jesse's Girl on it, and then I don't know when that next album was released. I'm I'm thinking it was probably about '83. Could be an '82. I don't know. Anyway, um, he's rightfully our number one. He is. Yeah, clearly, not clearly. even close. Yeah. All right, so um, we're going to take one more brief break and get on the home stretch of this podcast. So uh, when we come back, we're going to do a little, little little trivia game. Welcome back to Living in the Eighties. So we have finished our our countdown. We've Whoa, thoroughly wait, got hey, through hey. all of the guys, all Hold the on. people, the art. What you missed a couple. Oh boy, you one. We'll, we'll start with you missed Michael Damien. Another soap is opera a, star, dude, Michael Damien. Soap opera stuff's gotta stop. You know, I'm so I wasn't the biggest I, soap star. I, soap I can't fan. help it. The dude was a star. He had a number one hit in 1989, "Rock On," which was honestly, <laughs> which, which honestly was good. You know, David Essex. Okay, that's the that's the original. That's the best, but not a bad cover. Not as bad covers go. had three top 100 songs no kidding hmm. that, that would that would probably put him close to our top six you could almost do a whole chit chat on on soap opera stars singing you could, you could. You know, i'll be busy that night <laughs> <laughs> but you're the one with all the knowledge there uh, we go wow, wow. Look it up. Uh, my sister <laughs> cynthia i start the sentence and he finishes it so i don't know <laughs> track and field yeah. <laughs> But you missed the biggest crossover star. Oh, here we the go. The biggest? The biggest. The biggest okay. actor gone singer. I can't singer. wait to hear this one. Actor gone singer. Uh-huh. Okay. Here we go. All right. <laughs> he had the number one song in Providence, Rhode Island. Wait, what? But he had the number one song in Providence, Rhode Island. Oh, tell me more. <laughs> you know how big a market that is. Yeah, it is <laughs> It huge. was called Crazy on a Saturday Night. Oh, sweet. I know this one. Good. David Hasselhoff. Yeah, baby. Come on. And he's huge in Germany. Austria, Germany, number one hit song. Awesome. 
and and Providence and Providence, Rhode, Rhode Island. Island. Yes, huh. which is good to know. Good yes, to know. it's great to know. <laughs> so, I guess they just made the list, kind of. Maybe. Yeah, yeah, that is funny. Yeah. All right. Well, hey, thank you for that knowledge. But, you know, I, I think we probably really did miss Michael Damien. And you know what? We should have mentioned the Hoff in our honorable mention. Absolutely. I, I do think he was just slightly more popular than Alyssa Milano and Mr. T. Well, let's saying. not get crazy. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. Okay. So we are going to um, we're going to finish this, this thing here. We're going to give each of these guys two songs. You know, we'll go around the table once. Does Matt get three points for each of his songs, and that's we only get cool. one? He's going to have to. Like that. That's not cool. That's, oh. I mean, that's not like I'm, that. I'm that you. <laughs> you can hear me. I can hear you. Okay. I'm right here. All right. So Let, let's play the game. So we'll start with Mister Know It All over here. Ooh, yeah. So you need to tell us uh, who this is. I'm going to have to go with Eddie Murphy. <laughs> that, that would be wrong. Okay. Are there any other guesses? Yeah, I think it's Don Johnson. You are correct. Oh. That was Don Johnson? Yes. Didn't you think that sounded like him? Covering the no. Neville Brothers hits. Tell it like it is. That's terrible. Terrible. Tub should have made an album because that was Crockett sucked it. Tub actually did make an album. We left him off, didn't we? Daggone it. We're all kinds of slipping. Okay. All right. So, uh, uh, Kevin would have got a point there. All right. Give Kevin a point. Whatever. Okay. Uh, next, Matt, we're going to do it. going to go with you on this one. I'm going to go with Lisa Milano. You are correct. Yes. 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 Good job. job. Lisa Milano. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. You know her voice, don't you? I do. I read it. Well, because what it was, I was thinking about how she sounded on the phone. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Yeah. And and that's, I closed my eyes and I got the phone. phone Oh, so many times. When she's yelling, I'm going to call the cops. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. That's not That's not cool. That's not cool. That stings a little. All okay. Right. So, um, All right, Kevin. What do you got, Kev? So, Kevin. Oh, boy. Kevin, here you go. Phoebe Cates? No. <laughs> You're close. Hey, he got a guess. He lost. Yeah. He missed it. He missed it. Okay. I mean, Mr. T. Is a well. Where is he at? <laughs> he was. He was the one going. Reach out. <laughs> oh, that's yeah. not fair. <laughs> he, gets, uh, he got singing credits. I really have to know. Reach out. 
the Mr. T song to know that. Reach out! I don't think a Tracy Ullman. <laughs> Reach out! It's like, Kevin, I can't believe you didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, that's How awesome. Big a, big a fan of T as you are? You remember that time I got his album and then painted it on my wall? Yeah. Oh, wait, no, that was... <laughs> Reach out! That's great. Uh, that was John okay, McNeil. That, that, yes. John McNeil also painted Mr. T on his wall. <laughs> oh, that's Okay, good. Snowball, here's your chance to redeem yourself. All right. Wagner? <laughs> yes, yeah. I knew that Did one. you see how he answered it with a question <clears throat> like he didn't know? I know. <laughs> right. I know. Oh, <laughs> he didn't want to answer too quickly. That's right. 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 Come on, First Wagner. note, Jack Wagner. <laughs> oh, he was saving it. He, he, knew, he knew before he even right. sang, like the right. piano key right. said. He's just, he Jack Wagner. Oh, but let's just play I celebrate the whole collection. Okay. <laughs> As okay. you should. Okay, so uh, Matt, we're up, we're up to you now. That's you. You're just canceling lunch anyway. Oh, you used to find the time, but now you don't even try. So, at the sound of the tone, you're on your own. Goodbye. Um, man, let's go. Let's go, with Josh Schneider. Oh you my God! Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. Wow, that was a struggle for you. To, how how many other people on our list were singing country? Songs? <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just making sure. Okay, so know. Kevin, to to wrap it up. All right, here's yours. It was this a hundred dollar bill. I get to keep this hundred dollars if I be putting stuff in people's butt. Really? Step aside. A telephone in your butt I say put some dust in your butt I say it's a must in your butt I say pizza crust in your butt I say put a telephone in your butt I put a dinosaur bone in your butt Put a radiator in your butt I say see ya later in your butt I put an alligator in your butt I say put some money in your butt Show feel real funny in your butt That's oh, Rick Springfield <laughs> uh, Eddie Murphy, yeah Exactly <laughs> Oh, that's good stuff. That's good stuff. <laughs> Woo! Yes, that that was Eddie Murphy. So, so. Let, let's let's tally up scores. I mean, not that scores are important. It's they're not important. But let's see, how many did you get right? I got three points on mine. Okay. Okay. We're grading on the Matt Moore curve. Okay. Yes, they are. Right. yes, Matt yes. and Matt. There we go. Yes, yes, Matt and Matt. <laughs> Oh gosh! So that yeah, that that's it. I think we've exhausted this this topic. Very good, about, very about good, as good as we could. So you may have heard us talking recently about members only studios being moved and so forth. So I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but as you probably know, we may have talked about it a little bit before. Leah and I are preparing to move. And so, Members Only Studios is literally packed up in boxes and sitting in a pod. And we are going to have to take a sabbatical here at Living in the 80s. And it will probably be sometime in June or July before we can 
do this again. So over the next several weeks until we're back again, I'm going to post on the Living in the 80s Facebook page some of uh, my favorite episodes that we've done so you guys can get a chance to maybe revisit those. But you can always go to Apple Podcasts or iHeartRadio or Amazon Podcasts or Spotify or any of those other ones. Listen to any of our archived episodes at any point. So sad as it is that we're going to be taking a break, I'm very excited to be coming back when we do with fresh new episodes and plenty of more fun and hopefully uh, successful trips down memory lane, the best that we remember it. So, guys, thank you. Take care. God bless. We'll see you soon. It's over. Go home. Go.